With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Golf Unfiltered podcast. I am your host, as always, Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Golf Unfiltered and send me an email, golfunfiltered at gmail.com. This is episode 164, and it's just me and you again tonight, folks. I am just going to go through a few topics that I've got picked out that have recently occurred in the world of golf, both professionally as well as a couple of the things that I'm currently testing here at GUHQ. Before I get into all of that, I wanted to give a quick shout out to my friends over at the Hackers Paradise and THP Media. If you're listening to this show on on their radio app. Hello, everyone. It's good to see you again, or at least speak with you. I also want to give a shout out to my friends over at Cleveland and Srixon. You guys know that I'm playing their equipment, and even though my game is struggling a little bit right now, it has nothing to do with the equipment that I've been using. I still love those irons and the woods and everything else. And of course, I want to say hello to my friends over at Budget Golf as well. Those guys are a great website for you to check out some discounts on golf equipment, apparel, and accessories. Go visit them at budgetgolf.com. So a little while back on the blog, first of all, before I even get into that, <laughs> I want to tell you a little bit about what was going on with the website as of late. And for those of you that have frequented the site, you may have noticed that when you tried to go to golfandfilter.com, it took you somewhere very bad, <laughs> if it took you anywhere at all, actually. And the reason for that, uh, I come to learn that uh, some damn dirty hackers got uh, got my site. I don't know what they did to it, but uh, basically you would try to go to golfandfilter.com. It would send you to another backlink or whatever the hell the, the terminology is. But you would not end up on the website, and so I do apologize for that. I have no idea how it happened. Uh, apparently, it happened around June 29th, or I'm sorry, June 19th, rather, um, and I don't know why. So uh, the uh, my friends over at GoDaddy, who I use as my hosting service, uh, their ninjas went in, and they found all the malware, and they got it cleaned up for a small fee, but hey, it was worth it, and now hopefully... Uh, knock on wood, we are able to enjoy all my bad golf thoughts again and uh, listen to this podcast on the website. So I appreciate your uh, patience with that. Again, not sure how it happened, but we got it all cleared up. And uh, longtime readers of the site will know that maybe two years ago, I think I stopped doing this, but uh, about two years ago, I was writing an article on the uh, on the website called This Week in Golf Bullshit. And uh, the whole purpose of the little segment or the little section was to talk about some of the, the weird things that happened in the world of golf between, well, within the week, but basically between from the last post to the most previous post. I stopped doing that because after a while, you know, golf does have an off season, even though it really doesn't in the pro game. But at least here in the Midwest, people kind of stopped thinking about golf for a little bit and there just wasn't really anything weird going on. Well, folks, that has changed. I think we could all agree that as of late, there's been a lot of just weird stories going on in the world of golf. And so instead of going back into 
uh, writing a This Week in Golf Bullshit uh, article, I wanted to just uh, maybe talk a little bit about it. And so this episode is going to be about a couple or actually a few of the topics that uh, have just kind of been weird that we've all talked about on social as well as things that you might talk to your friends about if they're golfers. I know I have. Uh, The first of which being uh, backstopping. Now, (laughs) I I really don't know what to think about this this, uh, practice, I guess you could call it. I'm going to call it a phenomenon because I had never heard of the term backstopping until Jimmy Walker went onto Twitter and uh, basically said, yeah, this is something that pros do whether or not we actually openly talk about it. And so just to provide a little bit of context at what we mean by backstopping, as far as my understanding of it, you got two players or more, I guess, playing on a hole, and one of the players hits their ball close to the hole in some proximity uh, on the green. And instead of going up and actually marking their golf ball, they leave the golf ball, which I guess theoretically allows the other player that you're playing with uh, to use the golf ball as kind of a quote-unquote backstop. So in other words, if I'm chipping onto the green, I could basically hit your golf ball uh, so that, per the rules of golf, I could play my ball from where it ends up after hitting yours, and you get to replace yours. So there's really no penalty to you, but there's a lot of benefit to me. Now, obviously, there's a lot of problems with this. In fact, there are a couple rules in the rule book. I forget the exact rule number because there's a million of them. But there, this is actually written in the rule book that you cannot do this. And quite frankly, it's not something that we would have noticed in general until it actually became a thing. And as I mentioned, Jimmy Walker, the PGA Tour player, uh, went on Twitter and said this is something that happens. And he actually went so far is to say that he will pick and choose which players he will do this with, uh, depending on whether or not he likes that player. Well, this just sent everyone up into an uproar. This is only the type of argument that could happen in the world of golf, mind you. But there's pros and cons to this that people were throwing out there, of course. And one of the biggest, hottest takes, I guess you could say, is that still a phrase that people throw around, hot takes? I don't know. But one of the takes that was thrown out of, wow, Jimmy, what are you doing, you cheater? You damn dirty cheater. I can kind of see where people are coming from, especially if he's picking and choosing (laughs) who he does this with. There was a recent example as well. I forget the exact two players. I believe it was... uh, I believe it was James Hahn, and I forget the other player, but they, they also did this, and it was quite blatant. It was just a couple tournaments ago, somebody was chipping out of the green, and, and it was quite blatant that even though he didn't hit the golf ball, the other player certainly did not mark his, and so I guess that could have been deemed backstopping. The problems with this are, are obvious. If we're talking about a, a high-level competition like the PGA Tour, and in this case we are, you have to protect the field, and this is obviously giving somebody an unfair advantage. This is something that I honestly have never even thought about. I didn't even think it was a thing. I didn't even think of the technique, to be honest with you, with my buddies when we're playing just at our local Muni. I don't think people do this very often, but apparently this is something that has come up on the PGA Tour now. So, of course, everyone's going to be watching for this as time goes on. It's just the silliest damn thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I, I Honestly, I just... What other sport, or recreational activity for that matter, has something like this? I mean, I know baseball's got a lot of weird things, a lot of weird unspoken rules and etiquette that 
you know, as you probably write a book on it. I'm sure a book has been written on it. But this is this takes the cake. And so I'm interested in your viewpoints, even now, uh, a few weeks after the fact. This is still something that m- my friends and I talk about. This is something that I talk about with a few of the guys at work that I know are avid golfers. And it's just, it's so ridiculous. But again, it's something that only in the game of golf and among golfers is this ever going to come up in a, a uh, in a conversation. Similarly, just probably most recently, well, I'll get to the most recent thing that actually just happened today, and I'm recording this on the 26th of June. But we also uh, get a little... Uh, controversy around our friend Bryson DeChambeau when he's taken when a picture is taken of him uh, at a tournament or at a pro-am I believe it was this week my days are blending together we all know he's the mad scientist that's the big joke about Bryson he's an extremely intelligent young young man Uh, he loves his physics he loves his geometry he loves his numbers and his maths and he was he was uh, seen using a compass not the you know north south east west compass but you know that compass that metal contraption that has the the pointy end that you can kill somebody with <laughs> that we all remember from grade school to make perfect circles you know what i'm talking about he was using this in his yardage book to at least what the picture showed he was just simply using the pencil to make notes but apparently he uses a compass as it's intended to i believe measure yardage uh with a uh, a radius drawing a half circle or even maybe a full circle i don't know what the hell this guy does on his yardage book and this makes sense um my armchair uh, from whatever i <laughs> from what i remember from grade school is that you know the yardage will remain the same along a perfect circle regardless of where you stand on that circle from a from a fixed point and so i can understand why he would want to get a yardage reading from that well apparently Bryson's being investigated now. I remember seeing a tweet from uh, Joel Beal, I believe it was, from Golf Digest, saying that he received a note that uh, USGA is investigating. I don't know what you would even investigate. Whether or not Bryson can use this thing. Now, the obvious thing with here, this, you know, is, first of all, wow, huge nerd, even more so than we thought. Uh, But secondly, is this by some stretch of the imagination giving him an unfair advantage just because he's super smart and he knows how to use a compass the right way? Well, and the third thing, I guess you could say, is that all the people that came out calling it a protractor, and shame on all of you, you don't remember anything from grade school, you are all grounded. How dare you? (laughs) It was a compass. Uh, But again, much like backstopping, this is only something that we would even argue about or talk about or debate in the world of golf today uh which uh, that investigation i guess is still open by the way with bryson Um, i i'm sure we're all gonna just wait with bated breath on how that ends up nothing is gonna happen uh and today um around i don't know about 3 p.m central time twitter was all a a buzz of uh with tiger pictures of tiger woods uh, warming up before this week's Quicken Loans Invitational or, the, you know, the tournament this week with a different putter. It's a tailor-made putter, and it looks very much like one of those funky claw putters that you see. You know, you got the wings on the side of the mallet. It's a mallet putter. It's a tailor-made putter. I believe it's the uh, the TM3 Ardmore, or I forget the actual name of it. But this made its way around Twitter as well, and people were just really concerned 
about oh my god what does this mean he never switches from his you know his his uh newport or his scotty cameron or anything like that even though he has many times in the past but again (laughs) you can kind of see the theme here only in golf only in golf would we pay so much attention to little things like backstopping which i understand why we would do that don't get me wrong I made all my comments about protecting the field, but we still make comments about it. We still make comments about using a compass for crying out loud. And now Tiger Woods making a putter change. Now, with Tiger, at least, a good friend of mine uh, actually said this in a text thread uh, with a few others. Seeing that he's willing to make a change in his putter uh, says a couple things, at least to, to my friend, who's a strong player. He was saying, well, he believes that he's hitting the ball well enough that he could actually win. And making a change like this, a, a change that is so personal to the golfer, and we all know as avid golfers that a putter is a very important club. It's the only club we use on every hole. If he's doing this, if Tiger is making this change, then he believes he can win, and this is really the last step to getting closer to that. I think it's a good point. I mean, I think what we've seen so far from Tiger has pretty much supported that stance. He's certainly hit the ball well. I believe Justin Ray from the Golf Channel sent out a a stat not too long ago that Tiger is in the top 10, I believe it was, in every single main strokes gain category for ball striking. That's pretty good. That's putting it lightly. (laughs) This is a guy, again, we could say all the, you know, things about Tiger. Spinal fusion, was off for a long time, blah, blah, blah. He's actually playing some pretty strong golf. He's missed a cut or two along the way, but he's also contended in a couple tournaments along the way, and he's back in action this week. And so it'll be interesting if he keeps the putter in his bag. I hope he does. I think it's great to make the change. If you have identified your the point in your game that needs the most work and you make a change as personal as that, then, hey, if it works out, we all get to see something special this week leading in to the July 4th holiday next week. But speaking of putters... I wanted to also get to a an interesting concept that I just reviewed on the site. And again, if you haven't been able to visit the site because of those damn dirty hackers, go ahead and visit golfunfiltered.com and look up the review that I did for the Breakthrough Golf uh, Stability Shaft. It should just be on the bottom of the page, the most recent review that I did. And what this thing is, if you've never heard of Breakthrough Golf Technology, that's the name of the company, you probably have heard of a guy named Barney Adams. You know, the founder, or one of the founders, of Adams Golf. Well, Mr. Adams is about 78 years old now, and this is his newest venture, Breakthrough Golf Technology, or BGT for short. And their their flagship product, or the product that they're pushing out the most, at least, is this stability putter shaft. I know that sounds weird, and I actually said as much in my review. The concept is pretty simple, in layman's terms, regardless of how hard you swing a putter, and we don't swing a putter very hard, or at least you shouldn't, (laughs) unless you're playing butt puff or something. Regardless of how hard you swing the putter, you're going to have some torque in the golf shaft. I know that sounds weird, but you will. Physics doesn't change just because of how fast or slow you swing a golf club. And because you have torque, you run the risk of, of uh, losing uh, squareness, I guess, of the, of the club face, or in this case, the putter face, throughout the stroke. And of course, as we know, with any golf shot, squareness of face is extremely important to, spend, to send the golf ball where you need it to go. Putts will go offline. 
more putts will be missed, speed will be misjudged, your lag putts will suffer. Well, Barney Adams and his team of engineers have gone into this stability shaft uh, product. I'm holding it right now. Uh, I've got it actually installed on a new Odyssey uh, EXO or XO Rossi. And it looks pretty nice. And just to kind of explain, and there are some pictures on the website as well as our uh, social feeds, just to explain what this looks like. It's, it's a tapered shaft where the majority of it, it's very solid matte black uh, as far as the main coloring along with, you know, the, the lettering that looks pretty good on the underside of the shaft uh, as to not be distracting when you're looking down at the golf ball. And it tapers down into an aluminum, almost like a ferrule about, I don't know, five or six inches up from the putter head in this case. And then it just goes back down to your normal, you know, aluminum or steel uh, putter shaft. What this does, or what it claims to do, is to eliminate uh, basically oscillation throughout uh, throughout the putting stroke. It helps you make a more... Again, these are just claims, folks. You're going to have to go and try this yourself, but it's, it, it helps take out excessive torque, twisting, and when you hit the golf ball, when you make impact with the putt, the putt rolls truer. So I went, I got one installed, went to Cog Hill down the road, hit a few putts. I have not had the chance to play around with it yet, but I will say this. I went into the review skeptical. I came out of it a believer. I actually, I don't know if it's placebo or whatever, but it seemed like the putts were rolling a little bit more true. Now, the the Odyssey XO or EXO, I don't actually know how you say that, so my friends at Callaway and Odyssey, help me out. Send me a note. This putter was designed to help you get the golf ball rolling faster and more pure uh, right off the putter face. So there's technology in that putter head as well that was probably helping in this case. And the putter face is very soft. The insert is very soft, so, you know, it feels great off the face. And you guys know if you've read any of my reviews, I like when a putter feels soft at impact. But, man, it, it, I, seem to be make, I seem to make more putts. I, I, I don't really know how to explain it. Now, I'm not an engineer, but I, I play a fair amount of golf, and I certainly practice a fair amount. Um, the putting... Uh, practicing putting is not a fun activity. It really isn't. It gets a little bit boring. It's free, so people should all do it more often. But it does get boring because, you know, you'll probably make a few here. You might do a drill or two. You know, you kind of have to keep yourself engaged a little bit in order to actually have a good practice session with a putter. I actually enjoyed practicing with this putter and the Stability Chef from BGT Golf. Um, I made more putts. Putts stayed online more true. Lag putting was really the biggest benefit that I saw because it was so easy to control distance. Uh, Part of that could be because of just how the overall weight of the club, the combination of what was already in the Odyssey, plus the added stability, pun intended, uh, and and counterweighting within the shaft, but it just really felt like I had complete control over the putter the entire time. And so, uh, you know, it's interesting about technology like this where... I could have installed this shaft on any putter I owned. Now, I own a, a fair amount. I'm sure that many of us own, uh, own more than one putter. But even if you didn't, you could probably update your equipment and something that a club that you normally wouldn't think about upgrading 
with just one simple tweak. Now this this putt, this uh, putter shaft actually retails for $199, so it's a little bit of an expense, but if you really like your putter and you've just stopped making putts more often or you want to see if you can actually boost <laughs> your make percentage, this might be a, a way to go. And I know we talk a lot about customized fitting or custom fitting. I know uh, I am a strong proponent of that. This is an interesting concept because I hadn't really thought, aside from just updating grips on irons or maybe, you know, getting the grooves resharpened on wedges or perhaps even checking the lie angle, which is something that you should always do on your irons, by the way, especially if you hit off of mats because those suckers will, will bend right back, especially if you have forged irons. But I've never really thought seriously about getting different shafts in irons or you know anything of that nature this is this is something that perhaps more people should try out and i think based on my one review and i will play rounds of golf with with this putter to give it uh you know to validate what i saw on the uh during the review but this is probably a safe you know place to start with one club you use on every hole you're going to be able to see results more readily and more frequently give it a shot so you'll see all the contact information in the review on golfunfiltered.com. Again, it's called Breakthrough Golf Technology. Barney Adams, the guy behind Adams Golf, this is what he's doing now. And so you know you've got a strong name in the golf field uh, behind this product and, it's, of course, the company. So give it a go. You know, at least do a little bit of research. The weight of the putter shaft is about 125 grams, so you know it's a little bit heavier. You know, it's an ultra-stiff shaft, as I think most putter shafts are. Again, you're not swinging this thing. You know, you're not whipping it around. But it's an interesting concept that I would love to see more equipment manufacturers go to just to give us more options as players, especially if we really enjoy a set of irons and we don't have to worry too much about upgrading to the next big thing, when in fact we probably have a really good set of clubs already, we just have to make a couple tweaks. And I know all of you are a lot of gearheads just like me, but... Those are the topics I wanted to get to today. Again, just a quick short one today. I want to thank everyone for your patience once again as we got the website up and running again. <laughs> Let me know if anyone has any problems with it. You know how to get in touch with me at Golf Unfiltered on Twitter or golfunfiltered at gmail.com. Greatly appreciate all of the thoughts that people still are sending in from the podcast a couple weeks ago. Uh, believe me, guys, everything's fine. I, I, everything's fine. Of course, I'm referring to the one where I talk about um, you know overcoming anxiety by playing golf. Yes, I have good and bad days just like anyone else does. I may not respond as well to my bad days as others, but hey, it's going to happen. Always come out on the other side. The offer is still on the table to anyone who wants to reach out and chat. I've already done that with a few of you. I hope those of you who I've spoken with as well as corresponded with are doing well. Um, I will say this also. Uh, I got a... I'll actually bring up two people. Uh, So one individual, um, I'll keep them anonymous for now because I I haven't gotten permission to uh, share their names, So, but you guys know who you are. Uh, One of our listeners uh, reached out and asked if I had ever tried um, hemp oil. And, you know, otherwise, uh, CBD, I believe, is the other way, uh, the, the, the other acronym for the chemical name. Um, it's basically a, a portion of, you know, the hemp leaf. It's the oil that's produced by it. And it's commonly found in marijuana or, or other uh, medicinal uh, medications. There is no THC, which is the, the chemical that actually gets you high in hemp oil. You could 
buy it right now on Amazon. Um, but apparently it's really good for anxiety. And so this person reached out. He told me that he had been taking it for years. It gives him instant relief. And so I tried it. And I got to tell you, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Again, uh, it's not one of these things where you're going to be walking around in a haze, nothing like that. But I appreciate, sir, uh, who reached out and told me that. A very avid golfer in his own right, who I've never met, but uh, felt comfortable enough reaching out and giving me some advice. And it's I felt comfortable enough to give it a go. <laughs> um, and it, you know, it's working out. It's pretty good. So the other person that I want to mention, um, I will actually say his name because he's an author. His name's Paul Stanley. And I know that's a really cool name, and that's not the guy that you're thinking of. <laughs> but uh, Paul Stanley is his name, and he's a, he's a um, uh, guy who uh, wrote a book. It's called Why We Golf. I have not gotten into it yet. I'm still finishing up another book that I'm reading. Um, but he reached out because he wrote a book uh, that I will do a more in-depth review about on, as the name implies, why people play golf. And it could be for any number of reasons. And he was funny. Um, he actually said, well, now golf actually gives me more anxiety. And I, I'm sure he was being more tongue-in-cheek than anything else. But uh, it's a collection of stories that he heard from others on why they choose to play the game that we all love. And honestly, that's just right up the alley of what we try to do at Golf Unfiltered. I know we focus a lot on equipment reviews. A lot of the conversations we have on this podcast uh, focus more on life as well as a little bit of equipment. But it's really just all about stories because everyone has one. I want to hear all the stories that you have. I'm going to read a bunch of stories that uh, Paul put into this book uh, soon enough. Paul, believe me, I will read it soon. And that's also why uh, you know I started reading stories from my uh, self-published book, The Bag Room, uh, at the, by the end of last year, or at the end of last year. I will continue to read a few of those a little bit closer towards the end of this year when things begin to die down a little bit more. Um, but storytelling is something that I have always been drawn to. Uh, especially in the game of golf. And for those of you who subscribe, for example, to like the Golfer's Journal or Sports Illustrated or who just go out and buy golf books for pleasure to read these stories, and I know there's a lot of you, that's that's what we want to get to. you know. And so we're going to continue to try to do a little bit more of that here on this podcast. If anyone out there, and I truly mean this, I, I really do mean this. If anyone out there would like to come on and tell their story, it doesn't even have to be the most unique thing in the world. You've, If you've been a long-time listener to this show, you know we speak to a lot of different people. If you'd like to come on and share a story that you think our listeners would like, or if you just kind of want to try your hand at being on a podcast, I'm more than willing to interview you. We could talk about it. You know how to get a hold of me once again, at Golf Unfiltered on Twitter. Send me an email, golfunfiltered at gmail.com. That's all for this week, folks. Thanks again for your support and continued support throughout uh, these weeks, months, years. We will be back again next week with either another guest or another uh, just conversation between you and me. But until then, this is your buddy Adam Sidenall.